Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with episode 220 of the Tutor Podcast, the Monday morning show for anyone in the business of helping people through teaching, tutoring, or coaching. Now, I'm going to be with you every step of the way as you start, grow, and love your tutoring business. Well, hopefully helping you to stay sane and have a lot more fun in the process. I'll make a simple promise to you is I'm going to keep things simple. No jargon, no buzzwords, no BS. No pitches, no marketing here. Because the bottom line is, I just want to help you. I want you to help make, help to make you make more money so you can make more of a difference to your clients and you can stay positive and in control of yourselves. So let's crack on. Now, as many of you know from previous episodes, I'm a big fan of lists and putting things in writing. For instance, I have my, my working diary and the associated time planning system. I've got my wish list of things that I really like to acquire or do. I've got my daily journal, of which I'm currently on the 18th volume of this, and I've talked about it already on earlier episodes. But there's one list or idea that I have that I haven't really shared up till now. And unlike my to-do list, this is my don't-do list. It's, a, it's actually a list of what I won't do, given the present circumstances. And I pretty much stick to it rigidly. All I do is write on my list what it is that I won't do and my reasons for making that decision or adopting that position. Now, I've always had two basic rules since they came to me from Pete Thompson. And that is, don't do anything that makes you unhappy. Because even if it pays brilliantly, there's no amount of money that's worth being miserable for. And then there's DDWT, which is, of course, don't deal with tossers. Now, if you only have those two basic rules that you won't do anything that makes you unhappy and you'll not work with idiots, basically. Your life will be spent, by and large, doing things you enjoy with people you like. And that's a pretty good way to move through the world. But there are certain substrands to that which I think are pretty important and worth noting on my don't do it list. These are just anything that, with experience and thought, I've decided I don't want to pursue. For example, avoid getting sucked into glittery, potentially lucrative property projects, refurbishments or time-demanding strategies that will prevent me from teaching guitar. Because no amount of money is worth sacrificing my happiness and my bliss for. One of my mentors, Derek, gave me this 
absolute gem of advice during a mentoring session when I was talking about changing my property investment strategy to something which would take more time away from teaching. Derek paused and said, I think you're missing the point. The point is to be happy and do what you love. You teach guitar and you love it. You have the life that most of the people here would kill for. You do what you like every day. You spend it with people you love. You get very well paid for it. Why would you want to do anything that takes you away from that, regardless of how much money it's going to give you? Also, that's just such great advice. Don't do anything that takes you away from what you love most. So, big thanks to Derek for giving me the clarity of that one. The next one is never do work or pursue business opportunities which conflict with my core values of fun, honesty, usefulness, and success in my own terms. In other words, be true to yourself. Don't be a phony. Don't be what you think someone else thinks you should be. Then don't ever, ever drink alcohol. I've been there. I've done that. I've been sick down the T-shirt way too many times. Woken up with people I didn't know. Woken up surrounded by vomit, wondering where the hell I am. Hangovers, embarrassing capers. The expense of drunk. The expense of being drunk, the loss of clarity and functionality, and of course the risks of getting out of control. They just don't appeal to me. I've been sober since 1988, and I don't miss it. To this day, some people still don't get it, but honestly, that's their problem, not mine. Next is don't buy expensive luxury goods, cars, services or holidays that have absolutely no meaning to me just because they're status symbols or what everyone does in order to impress people I don't care about. It's just bonkers to do that. I nearly fell for it. I'm glad I didn't. I was within five minutes of buying a Porsche. I'm glad I didn't buy that Porsche. Next one is don't go shopping without making a list first and only buy what's on the list. I've whittled this down a little bit better now by having a pre-printed list of all the things that I know are good for me, that are nourishing, that I enjoy, and that won't compromise my health. And I just tick the boxes on the pre-printed list of what I want and I shop to the list. Saves me a load of time, saves me wandering into the chocolate aisle and buying massive amounts of chocolate or other unhealthy food. At 57, I want to maintain as much vitality and life and energy as I possibly can so that I can continue to be useful even during a 12-hour teaching day and to give great value to my students, to help them to see themselves better and to make better progress and enjoy themselves. So big part of that is don't go shopping without making a list because you'll only end up buying whatever sparkly, glittery thing or alluring dessert catches your eye. If you're me, 
I know exactly what dessert that is. I'm not getting into it. Next on the list is don't waste too much time doing daft adventure stuff or pursuing other people's idea of fun. For example, flying. Over the years, I've flown hang gliders, powered planes and gliders. And I had a moment of clarity during my last glider flight that as impressive as it was to be flying, it wasn't anywhere near as much fun as teaching and helping people. So if you find yourself doing something that actually isn't your idea of fun, walk away. In my case, put the plane down on the deck, give the instructor back control of it, and then go off and do something better with your time. Something better in your own terms. Next on the list is don't dine out. Unless it's a special occasion. You see, if you dine out all the time, that meal out with your special person or your family member won't be special anymore. It'll just be another meal out. I also love to cook for myself and any guests that I have. I can control the ingredients and I actually enjoy the cooking process, even though I'm not necessarily very good at it. And for my guests, it's more personal. I'm investing more of myself into the preparation of the meal for them. Yes, it's cheaper, but that's a secondary benefit. I want to keep dining out as a special, special thing. Hot on the hills of dining out is no fast food. Um, there are just too many reasons why I wouldn't want to eat that stuff. Biggest reason of all is that it's crap. It tastes like rubbish. It actually makes me ill because it's so unhealthy. I'm, I eat a fairly good diet. So the minute I go and hit it with something like a burger of some description, there's so many additives and chemicals and crap in there that I actually end up feeling ill. Closely allied to that no fast food thing is don't eat in the car. This is big if you travel for work. Any food you eat in the car doesn't really count as food in a lot of people's minds. I'm one of them. If you eat food in the car, it's usually fast food that you've grabbed from a convenience store or a supermarket. Usually the worst kind of food, processed, laden with sugar, chemicals and all sorts of unpleasantness. If you eat in the car, it's as though it isn't real food somehow. You can easily rationalise that stuffing a pack of 10 Mars bars into your mouth on a long drive is quite sensible. Now, you may know someone else who does this. Obviously, you wouldn't do it because you're far too clever. But if you look for the door bins, they might just be full of food wrappers and sweet papers. And the list goes on. Now, I may not always know what I want to do. But if I can be absolutely sure of what I do not want to do, that's a great help. Putting it in writing solidifies it for me. It makes it real and crystal clear that XYZ behaviour is not okay. And it's not anything I would care to get involved in. So whilst many, many of us have a to-do list, how many of us 
have a don't do list. If you're one of the few of us who do, what's on your don't do list? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know how it works for you because I'm here to learn too. So let me know what you think. Email me. It's info at neilcamido.com. And you can always find me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Tutor Podcast and get all the updates and more tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business while not going mental in the process. As always, I hope this podcast has been some help. And until next time, have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses. 